The Old Testament reading is from Amos chapter 5, beginning verse 14. Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you, just as you say he is. Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. Here ends the Old Testament. The epistle is recorded in Romans chapter 12, beginning the first verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here ends the epistle. We stand in honor of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 11, beginning the 25th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Here ends the Holy Gospel. Come unto me, ye children. There we go. I never get very many big children. I'm leaving Art alone, although he thought I was picking on him. I really should have had Mr. Naki come up here. This is going to be fun. Who's the strongest one here? Who do you think? (laughs) 
God. Very good. Uh, Jesus is saying if you have heavy burdens, hard things to carry, he said you should come to him because he's going to give you rest. Okay, are you being volunteered? Maybe you should volunteer your brother. We need a good... Ah, okay. <clears throat> he didn't volunteer. It's not going to be hard. Okay, see? Stand over there. <clears throat> First, we're going to burden you. So face that way and look pained. Got that? You sure you got that? I'd hang it lower if I was you. But we're not done yet. Got that? Maybe quicker than I think. Can you hold this too? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> what if we just kind of tuck it in there, sort of? No good? Well, how about, um, how about this one? On his head? No. Over his shoulder. Now I should probably quit, right? I got more stuff here, just in case. There was this one, and this one, and this one. Try that one. Oh, yeah, okay. You already reached your limit, didn't you? <laughs> and his brother says, no, he didn't. Now, is it hurting on this side? Okay, you can drop them. Okay, good job. Thank you. If you let things build in life, the things that you have to carry, like hard things, or maybe even school things, or you feel guilty about something, if you try to carry all this baggage around by yourself, at a certain point, you can't. You simply can't. And if you try to do that, it's going to just completely overwhelm you. Now, the nice invitation that Jesus gives is always something you have to remember. There's going to be lots of troubles at times, things that are hard. And if you think you're just strong enough and you can handle everything, you're wrong. When it starts to overwhelm you, you have to cry out always to Jesus who says, Come to me, all you who are laboring and are heavily weighted down. And what did he promise? Do you remember? And I will give you peace. It's his gift to you. So don't even try if it becomes too heavy. You should pray right away when things become hard. And through the centuries, Jesus has always 
help to people in whatever their needs are. And where does he carry all this baggage? Just think of everybody here carrying all this baggage. Think of Mr. Naki carrying all this baggage. Yeah. So where does Jesus take all the baggage? For a whole world. For all time, time to the cross. And he takes care of it there. So that's how he sets you free. Okay. You can go back. Okay, Art feels safe. Do the rest of you feel safe? Like, he's not going to do this to me, right? Do you think there's not going to be anything difficult in life for you? If you do, you are delusional. All the difficulties and challenges of this life, they continue to come. Maybe you're like uh, Shannon McKay who's saying, hey, college is pretty tough, but I can't wait to get out because then I won't have any problems. Yeah, she's laughing. Rightly so. You get your first job. You get a paycheck. Trouble's over, right? No. The kids come along. What a wonderful thing, and they are. Are there any troubles connected with having kids around? Oh, I heard a kid say yes. <laughs> the biggest difficulty in life isn't merely life's challenges, but dealing with the baggage of our failures. You can try to hide them or figure that you can actually carry them or that you can deal with past sins, things said and done that aren't anything God wants. But if you take that route, you're going to end up crushed by the sheer weight of everything it takes on your shoulders. It will crush you. It will destroy you. That's why Jesus' invitation here is so amazing. It's also amazing because who does this Jesus think he is anyway? Come to me, all of you who are wearily laboring, Copiazzo means to work so hard it grinds you down to nothing. Or that you can't simply stand under the load. He's talking as though he is God. Not only does he say he can take these heavy burdens away, but he will actually give you rest. The Jews had a name for that. They even had a commandment for that. Shabbat, Sabbath, rest. And Old Testament people would say, only God can give you rest. And people that heard Jesus speaking this way must have at least questioned in their mind, who is this man who says he can take my burdens away and give me Shabbat, rest? Who does he think he is anyway? Well, he's the Son of God. Now, with the kids, I said he ends up taking them to the cross. In verse 29, Jesus says, Start to take up my yoke and learn from me. This is the simplest Old Testament style yoke. 
If you failed in your burdens and responsibilities to family, to government, as being a citizen, if you were in any way a failure, they didn't have chapter 13 back then. You went into slavery. This yoke is something as simple as a heavy rod across your back, but usually you were bound in it with chains. And it's in this way that then you would have to work off your labors, all that you owe, all the things that you were supposed to do and fail. And this would remain until you could pay them all off and only upon the payment of them would you be set free. Wait a minute. Some of you said, but if I die, certainly I'd be set free. No. The burden is simply transferred to someone else. Hi, Joe. Come on out here. If I die trying to handle my own burdens, and he would happen to be my brother, they'd simply give him the yoke. And he would labor until he had done all of it. And if he couldn't do it and he died, he'd pass it on to his children, or a brother, or a relatives. Notice that with this burden, if you try to carry it, there's really no end to it. That's why Jesus is giving an invitation not merely to take away your hard times. Those words that he, he uses are also referring to the consequences of sin. How's that feel, Joe? Not very good. Okay. I thought you were going to be tough and say, oh, not too bad. Okay, you can go back. I'm not going to uh, pick on anybody else. Joe and Art are enough. When Jesus would go to the cross, we're not really referring to only when he goes to Golgotha and is nailed to it. It is when Pilate gives the order, let him be crucified. From that point on, he also bears his cross. He's bearing that weight, that horrid debt for the entire world. He goes to the cross with this debt. And he does indeed pay for it completely at the cross. That's why he's willing to say here, and I will give you rest. Notice there's no word of earning, no word of somehow paying it all off. It is a sheer gracious gift. Because actually based on what we are and how bad we are at doing all of our things in life, so selfishly and unlovingly, the burden should just grow and never end. He says, start to take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart. And he promises you will find rest for your souls. The first rest is in the relieving of all of this burden, the forgiveness of sins which only Jesus can do. The beginning of the Epiphany season, at least with Mark, is the story of the man who's lowered down through a hole in the roof, and Jesus says, get up, take heart, your sins are taken away from you. And at that point, at the beginning of this season, the Jewish authorities began plotting his death, 
Who can forgive sins but God alone? They murmured. He's been actually promising this all the way through this entire season before what we call Lent. He takes away the burden. What's this business then about learning from him to take up his yoke? He says, I am gentle and humble at heart. He further says that this yoke is literally pleasant or easy and my literally little burden, koftion, is light, light as a feather. For him it was light as a feather because he was doing it in perfect heavenly love for us. That love for lost mankind is what made that burden of the cross so easy and light. Light as a feather for him. Because of the place where his heart was in loving all of us. When you have to go through life doing difficult things, remember you are actually doing it for other people in so many situations. Parents or even grandparents. All the stuff that you have to go through for those kids. Well, if you think of it that way, it's going to be a terrible burden. But if you look at it, that all the work you do, all the self-sacrifice, all the diaper changes, all the stuff you do through life, that it's for them, then you willingly do it. In fact, my wife and I have found that being grandparents and being sometimes saddled with things is now easier than it was when we were just parents. You do it out of a loving heart, it makes everything so much more sweet and loving. But if you do it from the opposite of trying to avoid pain and suffering, you'll only become bitter and harsh. Jesus is therefore offering us a double release. The primary one is that he takes all of our burdens and worries. He pays for the sins of the cross. And in the midst of worry, he gives us his Holy Spirit to assure us of his love and care. That's the first burden that's taken care of. But then you and I begin to follow Jesus in taking up this cross, this yoke, for the sake of others. In World War II, there was a German Lutheran pastor named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He had the opportunity to not get into trouble just by shutting up, not saying anything or doing anything about his Christian faith. But that was killing him. He started serving the people around him, and he would continue to do so even after they had jailed him and threatened that he would indeed be hung. When he was in jail under very difficult conditions and oftentimes was mistreated, he found peace, first of all, in the release of his sins and those burdens at the cross. But then he got requests through some of the guards. Prisoner 25, prisoner 613. They want to talk to a pastor. Can you go and help them? And he wrote in his diaries, in his letters, in those final years, that he found great peace in giving his time and effort for helping those fellow prisoners around him. 
He was doing it because he himself first knew Christ's love. It was difficult at times for him to do these things for, bro for brother prisoners because sometimes the guards would rough him up. But he found the peace in following the example of Jesus for the sake of other people. That is this second yoke that Jesus bids us to take today. It's not a yoke of selfishness anymore, but of this kindly, gracious, and patient and gentle love toward anybody around us who has burdens. St. Paul said it best when he himself was under house arrest in Rome. He said to the Christians, continue to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. Amen. And the peace of God that passes understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.